Welcome back to Big Sky Buckets. I'm Big Sky, and today we're going to talk about the in-season tournament. I'm going to break it all down for you and give you my predictions. I know that it's already kind of started, but because it's going to take so long, I don't even think that doing a predictions and breakdown video a weekend in will actually make a big difference on how it all pans out. It's just so early on and every team is going to play their in-season tournament games so far away from the other that it takes a whole month to figure out who's even gonna go to the knockout stage. Therefore, I think it's fine to do it right now. But before we begin, a couple of things. One, if you're new to the channel, new to the podcast, and you're an audio-only listener, please consider subscribing, giving it a like, giving it a comment. If you're an audio-only, giving it a rate, give it a listen. Really appreciate all the support that you guys can give me on my path to trying to make this a real big thing. But after that, let's talk about my three players of the weekend. I'm gonna start doing this, and the reason I'm doing it today is because I realized that when I don't have podcasts come out and I'm not talking about these games, some of these players really deserve a lot of credit for what they did this weekend. We're gonna start with Scotty Barnes. Now, if you watched my last video, listen to my last podcast episode, you know that Scotty Barnes is taking over the Raptors, and this weekend he really proved it. This is his team now. He's the man. He led a comeback against the Spurs in San Antonio and basically won them the game. He's been phenomenal. He, I wouldn't say most improved because he was a rookie of the year, but this is a great bounce-back season for him after such a lackadaisical second year. The second player, and this is probably one of the more important ones, is Michael Porter Jr. of the Denver Nuggets. Um, they had two games in Denver. One was an in-season tournament game against the Mavs, who were undefeated at the time, and the second was against Chicago. And he played exceptional for both of them. One, during the Mavs game, he was pretty much the Lucas stopper, which is shocking to say because I didn't think anyone had it in them. But... He is making a leap defensively that is shocking to see, especially from who I would term the funniest player to watch in the NBA. But he played incredible defense, and he's getting better at that. And then on the second night of back-to-back -back against the Bulls, he played phenomenal offensively when uh, Jamal Murray ended up having to leave eight minutes in the game for some injury. So I hope he's okay. But Michael Porter Jr. is making an impressive leap. Just through those two games, he... He's one of the best players from this weekend. And then finally, we've been waiting on this. And it's a testament to Orlando's roster and roster construction and probably coaching for them to be four and two or a little uh, before it was two and two. And finally, Paulo, fi he finally had a great game. He had he has been struggling a little bit to start the season, but he's finally coming into his own, putting up ridiculous numbers this weekend and winning two of the games from this past weekend. So shout out to him. He's back. And the Magic looked great. They're tied for third in the East with the, with my Hawks. But yeah, let's get back. Let's get into it. So we're going to talk about the IST. IST being in season tournament. The in season tournament is Adam Silver's new idea. And he's been talking about this for a little bit, but essentially what it is, is he took it from, as I said before, European football or soccer, as we like to call it in America. But essentially they, the Premier League and the Championship League will do many tournaments throughout the season and to help with seating, just to sell more tickets, to make it more engaging. 
And I think that's what Adam Silver wants out of this. Whether he's going to get that or not is still left to be seen. Uh, so far, so good. All of the in-season tournament games from this weekend were very good games. But the way I see it is two kinds of teams are going to come out on top. One are young teams that are trying to prove themselves. Teams that I you'll hear these teams soon. But I'm looking at the Mavericks and the Hawks as a couple of teams that could do this. And then on the flip side, I think you're, like, as I said before... I think European superstars are more acclimated to this concept because how big because of how big European soccer is. So teams that are super uh, their superstar is European, I think they have a better chance to win. So I'm looking at the Nuggets, the Mavericks as a, just a few. But let's break it all down. I got a lot of feedback from friends and family trying to ask me what the hell is going on. So. Let's just break it all down. Essentially, we are trying, the NBA is trying to compete with football during this stage. A lot of people will watch basketball that first week when it comes back, and then they'll taper off until December when football starts to slow down and you're getting closer to the playoffs. So the teams that are going to be in the playoffs are typically already some have already cemented themselves. So there's just less need to watch it come December until the playoffs start, which starts at the very end of December. So for the NBA, they're trying to make November work as the kind of month to try and... This is the worst month for the NBA, basically. Typically it is. So that's what they're trying to do. I have a little pushback. Now, we're going to see how it all pans out. My idea is to move it to end of December, January, and then have it uh, culminate in February. And then that leads you straight into All-Star... Transition straight into All-Star Weekend. And I say that because... There's going to be less football on during, like, there's not going to be any Monday night or Thursday night football during January. It's all going to be on Sunday. Therefore, you just avoid Sundays every day except for Sunday. So that's my idea, but let's break it down. Basically, the way that seating worked, and I have a lot of graphics for this episode. Basically, the way they picked all these teams is they had five versions of which team goes where. And that's based on from last season's records. Pot one, so the first team that gets put into each of these bracket groups is the team with the three best prior season records based on conference. So in the East, you have Philly, who is a top three team um, in Group A. In Group B, you have Milwaukee, who is number one seed. And in Group C, you have the Celtics, who are the number two seed. Then you break it down again, teams through four through six then seven through nine, then 10 through 12, and then 13 through 15. And that breaks you down to the groups. And the groups I have here are, in East A, you have the 76ers, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Atlanta Hawks, the Indiana Pacers, and the Detroit Pistons. In East B, you have the Milwaukee Bucks, the New York Knicks, the Miami Heat, the Washington Wizards, and the Charlotte Hornets. And in the East C, you have the Boston Celtics, the Brooklyn Nets, the Toronto Raptors, the Chicago Bulls, and the Orlando Magic. In, in West A, you have the Memphis Grizzlies, the Phoenix Suns, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Utah Jazz, and the Portland Trailblazers. In West B, you have the Denver Nuggets, the Los Angeles Clippers, the New Orleans Pelicans, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Houston Rockets. And then in West C, you have the Sacramento Kings, the Golden State Warriors, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the San Antonio Spurs. Now, the way it's broken down as to which team will make it out of each group, it's broken down based on essentially a series of ways to win in case there are ties along the way. So, of course, the first one is head-to-head -head matchups. So, of those 
you play four other teams, so those five teams will play each other once. And then based on that record, whoever has the best record will move on. If there are a couple teams that are tied for records, let's say the 76ers and the Hawks both are three and two in those matchups, then it will be based on the point differentials per game. So you get points based on how many points you win or lose by. And so if that's also tied, then it moves into what are your regular season records. So a lot of the group play actually happens against teams that aren't even in your bracket. So those regular season, because they want the regular season to go along with the tournament. So those games also, they don't matter as much as, as the heads, head to head. However, in case of tiebreakers, that regular season record means a lot. It also means a lot when we get to wild cards because they want to have it in eight team bracket. So only three teams in the East and three teams in the West doesn't add up to eight, obviously. So there's one final team that'll make it regardless of which bracket they're in. And then the final thing, and I hate this one, is that in case all of that is somehow tied, they even tell you in the rules, uh, I'll put the graphic up, in the unlikely scenario that all of these are tied, they do a random drawing. Now, I, I do not think this will ever happen, but if it does, it, it is gonna be awful because that's just so stupid. But it probably does mean at the same time that whoever doesn't get pulled will probably just be the wild card, which again is kind of messed up because that ma that makes it so they probably won't have home court advantage or anything. But now I'm gonna, now that I've broken that all down, then they go into the knockout stage. Knockout stage is simply like March Madness, it's one and done. They do quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. And the finals will be in Las Vegas, December 9th, and then it'll be over. So the way it goes is that the team, the team in the East and the team in the West that have the best records will be the number one seed. The one team that has a good record that didn't win their bracket or has the best record in the East or the West that didn't win the bracket groups will be picked as the wild card. They will play the best team in that conference at their uh, home court. At So Boston Celtics have the best record in the East. Whoever's the wild card would go to the Boston Celtics if they theoretically win their group. And then the next two will play each other at whoever has the better record. So after that, then you get to the semifinals and then the finals in Vegas. And that counts as the 83rd game. So all stats that happen in that championship game don't count for anything. But let's break down my predictions now. So my predictions is that in the East... Uh, East A group, the 76ers will win. They're on a heater right now. They look incredible. So I think they, I wouldn't say easily win. I actually think this is the hardest bracket group in the East, but I think they will win. Then in East B, which I actually think might be the most disappointing one so far, how all these teams have come out. I think the Bucks will win. It's not a very hot take. I just think they'll get it together and they can pull out some dubs. Um, and then in East C, I just think there's a lot of fun in the middle of this uh, group, but I think the Celtics will just continuously win. They, they, they haven't lost it. They're the only team in the league left who hasn't lost a game, so I think they got this one in the bag. And then for my wild card, I actually have two teams, but I'm going to go with the one I have number one, and then the one I, I'll tell you who I have is like the honorable mention, as in I wouldn't be shocked if they made it as the wild card. But there's two teams tied for third, as I talked about earlier. And I think the Hawks are going to come out. They look very, very, very damn good So uh, after such a shitty start 
They have figured it out and they're, they're looking incredible as in their point differential per win now is like they just blow out teams or they might lose to teams barely, but they haven't lost since the first two games. So I think they'll come out as the wild card. I still think the 76ers are one of those teams that just match up, matches up super well against the Hawks. So that's the reason I have the 76ers coming out of East A and then I have Hawks as wild card. But the second, obviously the second team who could make it is the Orlando Magic because they're tied with the Hawks. Uh, eventually they'll have a tiebreaker coming up on Wednesday. So essentially that could be a very uh, big indicator of who's gonna be the wild card, whoever wins that game. And then in the West, out of the West A group is uh, the most disappointing in the West personally. I'm gonna have the Suns coming out. I can definitely see the Lakers pushing for it but they're going through some injury but they're going through an injury bug right now and i do think devin booker will come back for in-season tournament games in west b i have the nuggets uh they don't lose at home uh west c i have the warriors they're also looking very very damn good steph curry is on a heater and so then i get to my wild cards and i'm gonna go with number one the mavericks they've only lost the nuggets it was actually the first in-season tournament game and it was in denver but they still haven't lost to anyone else. I think they're just gonna have to do a nug another Nuggets-Mavs game for the knockout round. But if the Mavs start falling off a little bit before the month is over, I can see the Pelicans. They're the next. They're the next team up with the best record. I wanted to put the Wolves here, but the Pelicans look like a well-oiled machine right now. They're really getting it together and they're just now getting Brandon Ingram back. So I think they have the momentum on their side. So then for my knockout rounds, I have Celtics Hawks, in 76ers bucks so i'll start with celtics hawks this is a homer take this is a hot take i think the hawks will beat the celtics to give them their first loss if they hadn't already lost but i'm just gonna go with my gut here in terms of their bench is just better the hawks um and i think they have shown teams that they can they they make adjustments during the regular season and i think quinn snyder will go a long way then i have the 76ers beating the bucks because i think the 76ers are better than the bucks right now and the bucks have to figure some stuff out you'll notice that for the most part consistency in coaching is where i'm gonna lean towards and then 76ers hawks like i uh kind of inferred earlier i just think that the 76ers will beat the hawks they just all right, this is a bad matchup for the Hawks. Then in the West, I have Nuggets, Mavs. I have Nuggets winning again. I, I can't express how much the Nuggets can't lose at home. They just can't. And with home court advantage throughout. Hey, sorry about this, guys. It's me, Big Sky, from the world of the editing realm here. Um, apparently, I can't read at all. But the semifinals and championship game will be in Las Vegas for a neutral site. So whenever I talk about home court just know that i'm stupid and i misread that so home court only pertains to group play and then the quarterfinals game uh yeah so i'm still gonna go with the teams that i'm picking uh none of that will change but really all i need to say is that if you hear me say home court advantage is the reason why the nuggets win games in the whether it's semifinals or championship game just know that does not matter whatsoever because that's not true then i have warriors Suns. i have warriors winning against the Suns after their home of uh, the opener against the Suns and losing the Suns. i think the warriors showcase that they can beat the Suns. 
and kind of a revenge game. And then I have Nuggets Warriors. I have the Nuggets winning. And then I have Nuggets 76ers' championship game. And I have the Nuggets winning because, again, they're just a better team. Uh, and, yeah, that's it. Uh, Jokic wins uh, in-season tournament MVP. And then I don't give a rat's ass about. They do all NBA players at the end of the season. They're going to do all in-season tournament players. I couldn't care less. That's going to pan out however it goes. I don't really care about predicting that. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for watching, listening. Please subscribe, like, comment, rate, all that good stuff. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace.